So once in a while, we get a person like this. This next guest, MK Connor, is an expert when it comes to getting creative, getting to know someone, and getting things done. They joined up as a staff member this past summer and morphed into a myriad of roles because their talent and presence was so felt at camp. If you are a previous camper or staff member, you might recognize them as a longtime Cedar counselor and panda, or maybe even starring as the last airbender in one of the best night games of the summer. But now, our entire SG community is going to learn all there is to know about MK. It's all in this episode. Let's hit it! One, two, three. Tell me something good! Maddie. The pizza fingers we had last night. <laughs> the sound of pizza You pizza fingers! All right, again! Tell me something good! Okay, uh, go ahead, Piper. Wendy! Wendy! Yeah. Oh, all right, everybody. Another episode. You're here. You're back for the journey that is the Building a Stomping Ground podcast season two. And we are joined by none other than an amazing individual who came to camp this summer who didn't even, I don't even know if told us that they had been nominated as a teacher of the year at one point in the state that they are from. So already the credentials were high, came in as a cabin leader, ended up working as a panda, ended up fixing a myriad of things. They're incredible. We have MK. MK, what is up? What is up, Ray? Happy <laughs> to be here. Good to, good to see you. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I've been kind of bored since I got home from camp. So you're ready to like kind of hash out some uh, of your finest camp memories? Oh yeah. We're always trying to relive summertime. MK, before we get into kind of some great stories that you have from the summer and your first time working with Stomping Ground, kind of share everybody who you are and how you got affiliated with Stomping Ground. Yeah, so um, I'm MK. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and I used to be a seventh grade English teacher. And my good friend, Kenzie, who is part of the Stomping Ground family, literally one day just looked at me and was like, hey, were you ever a camp counselor? And I was like, absolutely, yes. It's the best job I've ever had. I, lo- I love it. And she told me about Stomping Ground and just sent me y'all's way two years ago. Um, <laughs> before COVID hit. So that's awesome. We love Kenzie. Kenzie still finds a way to come back each summer. And like you said, is definitely a part of the stomping ground fam. Talk about your, your first cabin, your first session that you had. What was, what was that like after having all these different years working with, with kids in different environments? What was it like spending your first couple of nights at camp? So my first cabin, Cedar four is just a magical cabin. I feel like it was all four sessions, but it was the all gender cabin. The first session and that was when I had it and it was just a bonkers assortment of children um we had kids I think the planned amount of kids was like 12 to 14 year olds and then we had one nine-year-old in there (laughs) (laughs) which did make me panic a little bit but he ended up uh being very very special to me um Mm -hmm. I still miss him but we just had such a strange cabin I think there's something super cool about the all gender cabins that like unless you have one, you don't get it, but they were just delightfully weird. They tried to plan a heist. They really wanted to steal uh, the tire swing from outside the White House, which we ended up diverting, you know, that those uh, desires, but (laughs) they were just so weird and deeply, deeply funny, but they were just like really great. And we also had a small group. So I felt like I got very lucky 
with that cabin. You know, it's cool. You brought it up. Talk a little bit about, and you were saying like, there's, there's only one way you can really get it is if you experience, but try and talk a little bit more about two things. One, the like all gender cabins and why those were so successful because you're right across the board. So many times as we were looking back through the sessions and the staff that had those cabins, it was just a, a remarkable success. And I think we all have our reasons for why we think that, but I'd love to get your perspective on that and the importance of like mixed age play. I think you're right. I, I don't think I was expecting to see nine, 10 year olds running around in Cedar. Oh. <laughs> and I think sometimes that's because maybe there's a cabin request here or there. Like we really don't try and do it too often, but there's not, it's, it, it, it works. Like sometimes it, it really just clicks better for the kids that are there. So talk about those two things and why you think they were so successful at different times, whether it be in cabins or just day-to-day activities in general. So we had, let's see, in our cabin, we had, I think, three boys, three girls, and a non-binary kid. And I think a couple of the boys coming into it, I don't know if they knew they were put down for um, all gender cabins. So for them, it was kind of like an adjustment. But other than our sweet nine-year-old, um, they all adjusted very quickly <laughs> yeah. and got it and understood. And we had a lot of conversations in the cabin where we talked about pronouns, which like both is a lesson in English and also um, gender, which is really fun. But I think it was equally a learning experience for my co that week, as well as it was for um, some of the other kids to see things, see gender presentations other than what like they're used to or what they might see on TV or what they might see in their family or in school. And everyone was so kind, even if they didn't totally understand. And that was really cool. We had one kid, uh, he was our oldest and he was also the biggest, like I probably from far away would have thought he was staff. And he would just like pick up the other boys and just like twirl them around. And it was just so wholesome to see like, usually in school, those age gaps are spread apart because that would be maybe a fourth grader and an eighth or ninth grader. And so like in a typical school system, they don't get to play together, but it was like they immediately saw each other as brothers. Right. Yeah, I feel that. The camp I grew up going to most of the time during the day, the day-to-day activities were separated by age. And I think... Mm -hmm. This summer, a little bit, we actually experimented with that a little bit more than we have in the past, not really by choice when we were doing like cabin camp, but we saw like some success. So there is some reason for like why you'd want to take a specific group and really get them to like hang out and spend some time with each other. But in general, when we can run our program the way it's supposed to be all day long, it's kids from all different age groups, mm-hmm. all different backgrounds, hanging out and, and talking with each other. And it works really, really well. It's cool to hear your perspective on that. And that cabin I know is like infamous now. Like you said, Cedar Four is always just like an awesome time. And I'm excited to see if it continues to uh, yeah. live up to the hype in future summers. <laughs> I want to hear one of your favorite, like silly, fun stories that you have from the summer. One where you're sitting around the fire with some friends hanging out and they're like, MK, what did you do this summer? And you're like, well, let me tell you this tale. Oh man, that, okay. So that cabin in particular, this is when I was still like Cedar four. We got, we got Thunderdomes twice that summer or that summer, that week that I remember. And the first time we got Thunderdomed, it was like very, very dark. So what we did was we, and this is right before a night game. So everybody was dressed up for like gore black or something like that. Uh, Mostly me, but (laughs) So like we, the mattresses that were empty, we put the mattresses on the ground um, in the cabin and we made like a dance floor and everybody was trying to like break dance or like do flips or like do the worm. One of the kids is really good at doing the worm. 
uh, but wouldn't do it in front of full camp, would only do it in the cabin. And so we had like a rave. I was like, okay, I know I'm, I'm really, really strict about when we have flashlights on, but you're allowed to, you know, move your flashlights around because we're trying to create a rave atmosphere in here. And so we put on some like EVM and danced on the, on the mattresses on the ground. And then I don't know how this happened because I don't get this reference. I guess I'm too old. They turned on music from like Halo or some video game and we all got in a giant circle like tea posing um, and just started like chanting like I don't even not even chanting words just like "Ah, ah, ah." and and there was just no like nobody directed us to do that like we didn't look at each other and say let's get in a circle and tea pose we just did it like everyone just did it I don't All right, this blurb for this episode goes out to the parents. We know parents might be listening to this as well. We know some families might be listening. If you're hearing awesome staff like MK and Aquarius talk about how fun this past summer was and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I want my kids to have role models like these incredible people. Well, guess what? You can sign up. Go to our website today, campstompingground.org. Check out the different weeks that are available this summer. We would love to have your camper join us and hang out with these awesome people. All right. Back to MK. <laughs> oh my God, that is hysterical. I We just weird. had, either we just had or they're going to be on. We had Maddie on and she was talking about one of her favorite phrases being chaos, but make it kind. And I don't yes. know if that entirely fits into that bubble, what you're saying, but it, the chaos part for sure. It's like chaos, it's like chaos sure. but also make it beautiful. It's like chaos, but make it something like, yeah. um, that's just, that, it's like such a great moment to reflect on. We're here right now in the Building and Stomping Ground podcast season two, talking with MK. I want to, I want to start to shift out here as we, as we wrap up to think about the next, the next wave of staff coming in, the next group and some advice or some insight we could give to them. And we've been asking everybody this question, if you could give somebody coming in to fill your shoes as a staff member, one piece of advice, one or two lines, some <laughs> golden nugget of, of wisdom about how to, how to be a stomping ground counselor. What would you say to that person? Something along the lines of like, ask good questions. I think that uh, no matter how good of a staff you have, if you've never been a camp counselor before, or even just if you've never been in a place like this, you, a lot of stuff you're going to learn as you go. So like, don't be afraid to ask for help or to ask like clarifying things because that one gives you and the person that you ask like a chance to build your relationship together even stronger. But also when someone sees you ask questions, that shows that you care. Mm -hmm. You care about the work that's being done. You care about the people around you. You care about yourself. So ask for help. Ask for help. My main piece of advice. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a it's a hard job. It's like really demanding, both like physically and emotionally. It's just like you're taking care of other human lives, essentially. And and like then once we check that box, and it's like we're taking care of them and giving them an awesome time and creating all these like magical experiences. So like nobody is a, we, we joke that we're superheroes and at the same time we're not we're like people mm-hmm. so like take a break take a rest and like you're saying like ask for help i totally agree with that but we're wrapping up here thank you so much for for joining us for this episode it's awesome to have you here you were incredible this summer i mean not a lot of people come on as a staff member and then do six well I should take that back. A lot of times people do a lot of different jobs and it's great to have you in that category of someone who's done it. And if you're listening, <laughs> we hope we hope you get the one job you signed on for, but we, we love to recognize people's strengths and, and make it happen. So 
MK, it's great to talk to you and, and I hope we'll see you soon.